Welcome back, everyone, to the Weekly Slab, Episode 2. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined here by Nate, and we are breaking down many different things today. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, we just want to say thanks for coming to the second edition of this show. For today's rundown, we are talking about PSA's regular service reopening. We're talking about the Junk Wax Era 2.0. Is it here or is it not? And then also we'll have a who's hot, who's not, another debate that Nate put together for today. And then the last thing in today's episode will be a Slab Sox FC feature where Zach breaks down five cards to watch for the Champions League round of 16 that Arsenal is not participating in. <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> stripping their captain today. Yeah, do you like that? Of, of his of his captain duties. To open today's episode, though, we're just going to break down this PSA regular service, uh, re- rejoining into their service options because... For a while since March, when PSA shut down their services, everything but Super Express and like Walkthrough, which is $300 and $600, it's been very difficult to get cards to get, to get great with PSA. They then introduced Express for $200, which then they dropped the price down to $150. So that was the cheapest option right now. This month, they have said that the $100 option is coming back, but it's coming back in a new way that they've not done before. PSA put out a statement, I believe that was on Friday when I was at the Collector's Con show in Tampa. Great show, by the way. Super fun. Awesome. Please check out the video if you have not already. Uh, we posted the card show vlog where I went around and buying all the cards for Camp Kessum. Uh, the show is a very fun time. Got to meet a lot of cool people. Got great deals. Thanks to everyone for that, uh, for the kids. But I'm going to read the PSA statement here really quick. Uh, it says that they're pleased to confirm that regular service is coming back. With the return of regular, we are introducing a new submission management process that will allow us to monitor demand. We are testing this process with regular in preparation for the eventual return of value and other low price service levels in 2020. Specifically, this first phase will involve virtual queuing events. 2022. As opposed to 2020. Oh, sorry. Levels in 2022. Specifically, this first phase will involve virtual queuing events. Regular submissions will be priced at $100 per card with a limited number of allocations awarded in each event. As we advance the submission allocation system, We'll continue to fine-tune pricing options and allocation levels. They say, take part in this. You'll need an active account at their website, psacar.com. And it says, please visit yada, yada, yada for more details. So this is a tactic we've seen in grading before, but by HGA. When HGA started, they wanted to limit the submission quantity that they received. So they were doing a lottery system where you had to jump in a certain day at a certain time. seems like PSA is doing that, but they're doing it for a $100 grading option. Uh, that just is kind of crazy for me to like see $100, but you got to get drawn in a lottery to be able to grade for $100 a card. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? What? When Ford brought out their new Ford GT, their supercar, we, uh, Vincent and I saw one in my, or Vincent, was it Vincent? Was Vincent yeah. in Miami with us? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that's right. Okay. Good. I was like, uh, Vincent and I saw one in Miami. It was insane. <clears throat> They draw your name for the right to give them like five hundred thousand dollars for the car. Like, how insane is that? They don't just take anybody's five hundred thousand dollars. You get picked to give them five hundred thousand dollars for their Ford GT, and that, on a significantly smaller scale, is kind of what this is like. That is, that does seem kind of similar. But uh, this isn't the only way to submit to PSA at hundred dollars. So there are, I think, like eight verified group submitters for PSA who are offering a bit higher than $100 a card because if you do know who they are, I'll shout out one right now, Clay Cards. We've known him for a while. He's a PSA group submitter, verified by PSA. 
I know they he has like 300 to 400 submission card submissions a week that he can send in. And I think that his price is 110. But if you go to his website and you know do it, you don't have to wait in the lottery. I'm sure he offers his evaluation service. There's a couple different things that go in. Oh, and you don't have to handle any paperwork, any shipping uh, to or from PSA, anything like that. So there's some positives there. But yeah, in general, like the community response has been pretty poor to this. Um, I think that there's a lot of people out there, including us sitting here. They're like, how are you reintroducing $100 grading and making people get drawn from a hat and all this other stuff to take in more cards when there's still cards that haven't been graded since December of 2020? There you go. And that's that's the time you were supposed to say 2020. I know. You started to make myself second guess. Um, and that includes us. I've got like 150 Pokemon cards there. Nate's got so many baseball cards he doesn't want back there, so he doesn't really care. <laughs> well, I've got a number of cards I do want back, but by and large, if they could just keep my Kyle Lewis's and my Gavin Lux's and my Yordans uh, and not send them back and also not charge me, that would be wonderful. They should just take the dollar amount off of your uh, bill for the invoice. Yeah. Just that, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I... I, you know, I'm not like, this is terrible. This is awesome. I'm not either way. I'm kind of right in the middle. I still see the $30 submission rate to SGC very valuable uh, with $100 grading coming back from PSA, especially if you have to get drawn from a hat to do it. I don't see many instances where myself wouldn't send in a card for 150 versus 100. Like, I think that there are people out there like, oh, so many cards I can send in now. Maybe it's just the cards I collect are different than the cards other people collect. Well, I'm sure they're just, you know, somebody has 10 cards and you can save 500 bucks. You're going to do it. Okay. Volume makes sense. Normally when I was sending say 150, be like one card here, one yeah. card there. But there, I guarantee you, you're right, Nate. There are people who are like, they has 10 cards or a hundred cards and want to say $5,000, whatever it is. Uh, but PSA, hundred dollar grading coming back this month. Go reserve your spot right now. No, I'm just kidding. You can't reserve your spot now. It's like, it does sound so much like a car ad, like the drive, like the Lexus stuff, where it's like getting out the uh, holiday drive a thon. I don't even know what they yeah. do. Going into the deli and picking your, getting your number. Yeah, pretty much. Which is ridiculous because we were just at the grocery store the other day and we're standing there and nobody's waiting on us. Nobody else there. Click the number and then they come over. I'm like, Absurd. Absurd. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, second bit of information for the week comes from Gemrate on Instagram. If you guys haven't seen Gemrate, he uh, posted a PSA most rated. What? I said or she. Or she. Or she. Could be a he or a she. I do not know. Uh, posted a post. PSA most graded sets of all time as of December 8th, 2021. So that's about six days old on information, but I assume it's pretty close to accurate. <clears throat> Number one for the most graded set of all time, 2019 Prism Basketball with 500,775 cards graded. Second all time, 1999 Pokemon, which I assume is the first Pokemon set. Yeah. Uh, with 365,000 graded, there is 135,000 more graded 2019 Prism cards, despite the fact that it's really a Zion and Jaw leg class with the RJ Barrett's of the world uh, kind of coming in lower than expectations. And then it goes 3 through 10 is all 1960 through 1970 tops baseball. 
sets, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you expected that. I definitely didn't expect that. Um, no. All in the 300,000s for that. And then number 11, and this is more expected, 1986 Fleer. Obviously, people really want the whole graded set of that. I know a number of people that are going after that. So 303,000 graded uh, for 1986 Fleer. Um, blows my mind. You have, you know, 1999 Pokemon iconic 1986 Fleer iconic 2019 prism not so iconic not so iconic at all and so uh just some numbers here for you on uh on how ridiculous it is so zion 37,000 graded base cards oh my gosh 20,000 psa 10s 16,000 psa 9s his silver <clears throat> "Quote unquote rarer, four thousand two hundred graded silvers, despite it being <clears throat> rare, <laughs> uh, with a thousand three hundred and eighty-eight PSA tens. And to put that in perspective, the first year silvers for or the first year prism for Anthony Davis, two thousand five hundred ninety-six base Anthony Davis prisms." 1,975 base Damian Lillard. So there are more silvers, which are supposed to be rare, of Zion graded out there than there are base from the first year of uh, Prism. You're gonna have to watch. Prism. You're gonna have to watch your lingo because you you say Anthony Davis Prisms, and they used to call the silvers Prisms. <laughs> oh my bad, guys, my bad. But I do have more more stats for you. So I went and looked up John Morant. And you, I couldn't get BGS pop report, but I combined all of his graded cards, and there are thirty-five thousand graded base John Morants, right? Yeah, fifteen hundred greens, two thousand red, white, and blues, three thousand seven hundred silvers. But there are forty-eight thousand three hundred and thirty-six total Prism John Morant cards graded. There's also a thousand three hundred thirty-nine SGC. Uh, graded John Morant's, and this doesn't include inserts for SGC. I don't know if it includes inserts for PSA, but it doesn't include inserts like fireworks, um, anything like that. So there would be more. So we're looking at 50,000 by itself of Jaw, just between two companies. Now you add in BGS. I'm sure BGS is somewhere between SGC and PSA. I, I I imagine it's closer to the SGC level of 1339 as opposed to the PSA level of 483336. Uh, um, but that's insane. So you have just absurd amounts of cards, which is why we ask the question, are we in junk wax era? But we also have to ask the question, are we in junk slab era? Dylan Windler, you know Dylan Windler, right, Aaron? Yep. 320 graded silver. Uh prisms 243 graded base imagine imagine grading a dylan windler base what is that point. that's got to be like a three dollar card if it's a nine Even a or PSA 10. 10 has to be like five bucks probably uh 3495 graded Jarrett culver base 1600 graded silver Jarrett culvers oh brutal and Brutal. and 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 it gets it gets worse from there. Um, it's Lucas Amanich, seven hundred twenty-one graded silver Lucas Amanich, who just got released. 
You know, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome even is a guy that has multiple hundreds base and silvers graded. Like what? 129 graded Ty Jerome base. Imagine, imagine sitting here now and grading Ty Jerome or Lucas Amanich. And so that's how you get such a high number is people are grading the most absurd cards. Never in your life would you get a card nowadays from 2021 Prism. You're not going to get random Joe Blow from second round graded 129 times Prism base. Do you Most of that's money, but... Do you want to hear something insane? Yeah. So you just gave us all those numbers of all those scrubs that have been graded countless amounts of times. And obviously they would have had to have been graded between when PSA grading was $10 and $20. Otherwise, it would just make no sense to grade those cards. So right now, sitting here, it's December 14th, 2021. I got that one, right? And last year, our submission for our baseball Pokemon is still out there. And it was dropped off of PSA on 12-1-2020. It's going to get way worse. Wait. And it wasn't logged in until March 1st, 2021. Logged in the PSA meeting. They received it. So our, like... 45-day clock should start from then, 45 days. When they – when the there was like a leak at that one point in February, end of February, beginning of March, there was a leak that PSA was going to raise their prices. And I don't remember how much it was. I don't know if it was like double or 33%. I think it was like 33% to like hopefully slow down demand. And when that leaked out there into the public, Everyone scrambled to submit cards because if you created a submission in PSA's portal before that day came, it did, didn't even have to arrive at PSA. You didn't even probably have to ship it for that matter. You said to create the submission in the portal, you would get the lower pricing. Hmm. And I remember hearing that they received like a, a million cards within one week or something Goodness in that time. Gracious. And I know that the backlog grew to two, 10 million plus cards. And I've heard that the backlog, I've heard this, I have rumors, I don't know what's true, what's not, or how many is, around 3 million now. So there's still a lot of cards there, and they got through a lot, but there is still a lot of cards out there that won't be graded for the next six months, probably. Because we still haven't gotten back the ones from last year. Now everyone that submitted three months later, and they got even more submissions than when we sent them in, they're going to be waiting even longer. Dude, who knows how many 2019 Prism cards are going to be graded by the time. That all yeah. that comes back. We could be looking at a seven hundred thousand graded set to five hundred thousand right now. Well, I you mean, know, you know for a fact there's going to be like thirty thousand Tyler Heroes being added to that list. How many Tyler Heroes are graded right now of the base? Uh, let me look it up because that's a great point. I mean, there literally could be some of those players that like start gaining some value that then collapsed. So many cards that then gain their value back a little bit. Okay, um, there's 18,778 total graded Tyler Hero base right now. I gotta imagine that will grow by another like three, four thousand by the time this is all said and done, right? Yeah, and that's only Tyler Hero and not and that's, all the other players. That's and just base. There's 2,518 silvers, 307 pink ice, 547 orange ice, 1,000 greens. I mean, we're talking about 20-plus thousand Tyler Heroes right now. Uh, and it's going to get way worse. So realistically, by in the next six months, we could see us grow another 100,000 cards, the Prism graded set? I could I could definitely I could definitely see that happening. 
Yeah. I don't think we're going to see 1999 Pokemon grow by 300,000 to catch up though. So, I mean, that's the wild thing is that these are sets from 20 plus years ago that this is like destroying the pops of. And the only reason why 2020 isn't even going to be close to that is because of how the prices increased so much in grading and more start to go to SGC because they have $30 grading and that makes sense to grade there. It doesn't make sense to grade those base and silvers and greens with PSA. Question. Yeah. Do you think 2019 was just way, way, way more printed than 2018 or people are just idiots? Because there's a number of guys that you should definitely have graded first from 2018 before sending in almost any 2019 cards. Uh, way more printed and also like imagine my people that are buying retail wax, ripping it and grading it from 2019. Whenever, that is the moment that everyone started getting the cards. Remember we were talking like two years ago at this point when I think we both sat there and said this was going to be this generation's like 86 Fleer for all the people are getting the cards right now. I mean obviously Zion is not going to pan out probably anywhere near to the top of the class, meaning MJ uh, yeah. from 86 Fleer. But just the whole sentiment, like getting into cards then, the first set that really made people dive in, that's what it is. And I want to transition this discussion into more of a, what the heck does this mean for the market versus just like being a you know dead horse at this point. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I went to the show in Tampa and you literally see, you used to find like the dollar five dollar bins and you still do now you're seeing the budget slab boxes where there's just random NBA hoops premium uh zion psa nines sitting in all those and stuff like that i mean there's just so many random slabs and boxes there so many and i imagine it's just going to get worse like we've been talking about with more cards getting graded Mm -hmm. um to answer the question are we in junk wax era 2.0? I think that there's some some sentiment that says yes, and then there's other that says no. Because if you think about it, yeah, certain sets are definitely once you have a set that crosses 500,000 cards greater than PSA, clearly there are way too many slabs, way too many cards, way too many just junk out there, especially when you have your three dollar Dylan Windler slabs and all this other stuff out there. Like, there's just no denying that this isn't a similar thing that happened in the nineties, just with basketball today and way too many cards and prices getting crushed because of it in certain cards. Now on the flip side in the nineties, you had like one set option. You had one card option and they made full sets like to probably the millions amounts of a lot of these things. Now there's probably like way, I would say overall, Nate, between all the brands, all the companies, all the cards, all the parallels, there's probably way more cards made today than there were in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's just a bad, maybe that's just a bad guess. But just between well, all the you're brands, looking, you're looking at 500,000 cards graded from just Prism. Yeah, not not Spectra, not Hoops, not Donruss, not Optic, not Select, not. Now remember though, no one's games. grading that random 90s stuff today. So like we're not going to be able to actually get a good read just by looking at the PSA pop reports, but at least it tells us now what's the junk and what's the not junk. Um, But I, what I'm trying to say is that while there's so many cards being printed, so many sets being put out, you know, we see the clearly Donruss come out, Donruss come out and we're like, what is this? Why is there clearly Donruss? Like that just doesn't make sense to have to do something like that. Like maybe a cool insert, like an acetate Donruss card instead of Donruss, but not its own set. And the way I feel about it, 
is that there's so much more information out there now and scarcity and artificial scarcity placed on certain items that the whole market isn't in like this like downward downward spiral. This is Junko X 2.0. Everyone's going to sell out and leave. I feel like that certain things are in that range. Your prism base and random silvers and random parallels and whatever else there is. And and any set for that matter, clearly Donner's cards, all that stuff. But there is so much more information. There's so much more learning and education that's went out in the sports car marketplace to where you just have to refine your scope like times 10. You know, which which is why looking back at the PWCC market or auction last night, somebody buying a hoops black label for a thousand one hundred dollars as opposed to getting uh Prism Draft Picks gold auto number to ten of Zion for like three hundred more dollars or whatever else was behind it way cheaper. Or not to mention just any other thousand dollar card in general, it doesn't have to be Zion. <laughs> insanity insanity like that's the artificial scarcity that i think is dumb you know there's certain artificial scarcity where you start to talk about like print runs and serial numbered and which parallels are desired where you're talking about blue refractor autographs of 150 that are like great but then you start to talk about like a black label on bgs and a base card going for a thousand dollars not to mention hoops and it's like that is just the most one of the most ridiculous sales i think i've seen recently actually I mean, I get that hoops is a paper card, probably hard to get a, a PGS ten or black label on it. But I here's the thing: I just can't, for any sort of reason, justify a modern card in 2019 that's probably worth like five dollars raw or less. I don't know, paying a thousand dollars for it. Like I could see, like you got like a '96 Kobe certain card which would be more than a thousand dollars at that point but that where there's like a little bit more like difficulty to the print to the grade to the whatever mm-hmm. it is the card's more expensive in general but when you're talking a couple dollar card and paying a thousand dollars for it i just i just want so badly someone to buy that thing crack it send it back in and see what happens better be a rich person i mean it's you're it's wasting a thousand bucks it, I, I get it it's a waste of money and it doesn't make sense but like is even a black label. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how we feel about black labels. They're gimmicks. Yep, exactly. And it's just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it all. Nate, what's your thoughts on this topic? Um, I mean, I, I get, I get, I get why it is. You, you hit the nail on the head. So many people joined in when I was working at Brewtown. So many people walked into a card shop for the first time in 20 years and said, I just been seeing the cards are getting hot. You know, what should I buy? And they end up buying Prism or they end up buying, you know, or maybe they go a little lower and buy certified, something like that. And what does everyone tell them at the time? Oh, you have a good rookie. You got to get it graded by PSA. That's free money. Mm-hmm. You know, grade your $5 Prism base for 10 bucks, 17 bucks, whatever it is. And you're going to walk away with 50, which is why I was ripping all sorts of 2020 top series one. I was like, there's so many good rookies in here. Prism bases are going for 50 bucks. This is free money. Free money. And at the time it was. Now I didn't get my cards back in time. So now it's lost money because I'm going to get absolutely hammered on some of those guys. Maybe I can make a little bit of money on like a Yordan or something like that. But I'm going to get absolutely obliterated on Kyle Lewis and Gavin Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, half the price on a Bo Bichette PSA 10 than they were uh, when I sent him in, you know, and he's still really good. Um, and so I get. 
I get the sentiment here. I get why it happened. It just stinks that for a lot of people, they know that they're going to have huge PSA bills and there's no chance they recoup their value. Well, my PSA bill, my Pokemon cards is going to be over $2,000, I think. And luckily there is things in there I'll make money on, but it's not going to be fun paying that after seeing cards I was planning on selling for $200. If they come back in four months, come back a year later and now they're selling for 80. Yeah. And it happens, you know, 15 times over multiplied by four different types of cards. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good. lot. But I think the, I think the biggest problem here is that a, everyone kind of fell into the same trap and B because PSA couldn't deliver on what they promised. People are going to get absolutely obliterated, which yeah. I wonder if you could probably sue him. <laughs> it's a similar thing to like Panini where like you kind of have like a, you know, language out there 45 days for grading and P or Panini's cases of redemptions. I don't know. It's probably not even close to worth it, but yeah. um, it still is wild. And I imagine that there are, so there's a lot of people who still pay a lot of money in PSA and I will send the PSA here and there when it's warranted for, really expensive cards or cards I think, you know, could get a 10 and then you're talking like three, $4,000 cards. But in general, I feel like they lost a lot of customers on that lower tier that are now going to SGC or whatever other grading option they want. Myself, SGC, have a grading submission coming back today. Very excited about Look out for a submission reveal soon. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And I'd imagine if you go to shows, you're going to find more and more slabs. There are going to be like $5 tags on it. Yep. Including at, the, uh, including at the Slab Stocks booth next year. Uh, endless amounts of Gavin Lux and Kyle Lewis's. Five bucks, baby. <laughs> well, the worst part about that is I could have sold those Kyle Lewis's for like $5 a base card when he was hot. Yeah. I, I didn't. Because you saw like the $60 PSA 10 and you said, I want that. Yeah. You said, let me throw $17 at each card and then make like 30 a card. Which makes sense. It's not it, a bad it, move. It, 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 it makes sense. It was a reasonable financial decision at the time. Now looking back, I would have been better off just selling for $5 a piece. Yeah. That's nuts, that's nuts. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Don't mean to be all doom and gloom because it's not. Um, if you watched our PWCC uh, live bidding on the basketball auction, you will know that the market is just fine. There were so many cards that were selling way more than I expected. I got a bid on nearly everything except for a few. And, uh, yeah, the market's in a good spot. It's just that trends change all the time. You got to stay on your toes. If you're not on your toes, it's going to be hard to keep up with what's changing because – and that's why we're here. You know, we hope to help with uh, highlighting what's hot, what's not. Speaking of what's hot, what's not, that's our next segment. Moving into the hot card of the week. Nate, do you got our rundown on our player for us? Jay Herb. I don't actually know if anybody calls him that, but Justin Herbert. Who's Jay Herb? Did you see his pass this weekend? No, I, top 10 I did play? Not. Dude, he's rolling out to his right. This ball goes like 60 yards in the air as he's getting hit. Drops it right into the hands of his wide receiver who in stride in the end zone for a touchdown. Insane. That's nice. In a... Absolutely insane. After you get done with this, and for everyone who's watching, if you have not seen that, look that highlight up. Look up Justin Herbert touchdown or something on Twitter. I'm sure it'll be one of the first videos that you can find. 
just an unbelievable throw. I mean, I kid you not. He was like, when he released it, he was like half a second from getting obliterated from behind. Well, nailed the throw. Anyways, so he is having a great season. The Chargers are eight and five. Um, they're second place in the AFC West. Obviously, the Chiefs have gotten hot. Their defense has gotten a lot better. The Chiefs are now nine and four, but they're probably going to stick at second place in the NF or AFC West, which is fine, um, considering where the Chargers were last year as a team that had talent and underperformed. Uh, they are performing to expectations this year. He has 3,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 picks on the season. Obviously, if you're a Packer fan and you have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, you look at 11 interceptions and you say, that's insanity. I would never in my life support a quarterback that throws 11 interceptions or even more than like five. But um, <laughs> for a young kid like Herbert, that's really nice. Uh, again, We're talking about a guy in his second year. <laughs> yeah. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, 308. 3,800 yards and still what five games, four games left, four games. I think, um, you know, he's going to be throws 200 yards a game. He's at 4,600 yards on the season. It's really good. That's really uh, good. Pro probably potentially pass 40 touchdowns as a second year uh, quarterback. That's really nice. So we've got his 2020 prism red ice PSA 10 and it has increased 48% over the past month and this is just a random red ice let's you know this isn't this isn't numbered this isn't um or, or a retail red non-numbered but short print right that's gonna be my point i mean we're talking about a 1225 card as of december 10th on a card that's not that sought after <laughs> yeah i the previous sale was on november 3rd for 830 dollars this is not the cream of the crop by no. any means. The ice cards, I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about them, but I don't really like them. Well, it depends. Blue ice, amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. numbered to 99. Well, I'm just making sure because not everyone maybe knows that. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so orange ice, green ice, pink ice, red ice, whatever ice you have for whatever sport you're in. Kind of, kind of lame. And yet we're looking at $1,225 for this. And I got to imagine... If another one sells after this past weekend, might even go a little bit higher. So um, that's our hot of the week. I will say, I will say the orange ice from Prism, they're pretty rare. I think that was the Fanatics uh, exclusive short print. So the orange ice do sell very well. I imagine more than this for sure. I don't know for fact though. So in fact, check me in comment right now. Uh, if the orange ice is worth more than this, I imagine it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would, if it were me, See, I, I mean, I collect soccer a lot, and to be honest, so it's hard for me to like make a call in a football marketplace where I don't participate. But I mean, actually, I do. I got a lot of Jonathan Taylor cards. I'd rather go and find something of an autograph of some sort, of some sort of optic number card. I'm pretty sure I can get some type of optic number card, even if it's a PSA nine. I think like the Aqua numbered PSA ten sells around sixteen or something was the last sale. I know more, but close enough. And that's Opt where I'd be. Optics kind of weird though, because you look at like. Patrick Mahomes, optic, numbered, they do not sell very well compared to his prism. That is true. Hey, you want to hear about an optic steal I got at the show in Tampa? Oh, yeah. Tua Hollow rookie from Optic. The 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 actual hollow got for 20 bucks and a 50% off bin. 50% off bin. Dude, that card's over 45, I think, right now. Ooh, Tua is an absolute stud, too. Bl blessing up some kids. Did they win this weekend or was it a buy? 
uh, bye, I believe. I didn't hear anything about the Dolphins, so I think it had to have been a bye. Um, but Tua, looking pretty good the last four weeks. Uh, you know I love that. Yeah. As the world's number one uh, apologetic for guys that get harassed and poo-pooed on before they even really get a chance in their career. Shout out Zion. Um, hasn't really worked out. Shout out Tua. Wasn't really working out until the last four weeks. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I also got a 2020 Prism Orange Laser SGC 10 for $80. That seems like a steal. Hey. I, I'm i on board. I'm on board the Tua hype train. Here's the thing. Next Sunday is charity night. Speaking of, if you're watching this, Sunday, December 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern time on whatnot. Thank you to SGC and whatnot. We got to go buy cards for charity, and we're going to sell them on Sunday, December 19th. All the proceeds going to Camp Kessum, sending kids to camp for free, whose parents, whose parents have or had cancer. But the point here is, is that if the Dolphins win again on Sunday, I think they'll be their sixth straight win. Ooh. I hope that they play at like noon or three, so that right when the charity stream starting, Dolphins win again, six straight win, Tua goes off, and then those cards just skyrocket. That'd be great. I like but it. That, hey, that's a good plan. Speaking of Tua and being uh, a guy I'm for because people just counted him out instantaneously, um, reminded me of Zion, a guy that people counted out instantaneously, and then he came back and did well, and now he's been counted out again. Uh, that's our who's not of the week. Zion is. suffering a major, major setback uh, in his foot. In his foot health, um, reports from my father, I don't know if they're true, that he is 330 pounds. I have not confirmed that nor denied it. So take that with a grain of salt. He might not be 330 pounds. He might be 330 pounds. I don't know where my dad found that at. Could be true. Could be not. Who knows? Um, but if he's 330 pounds and his foot is going backwards in health, he's A, probably not going to play this year, and B, Long term, if he doesn't get that weight under, uh, uh, you know, in check, under in check. Thank you. I wanted to say under check. I'm like that is not the right word. I do not know what I'm going for here. Bad English. Um, if he doesn't get that weight under control, there you go. You're going to find massive, massive dips. So we're looking at his 2019 Prism Green PSA 10, and it has decreased 40 percent over the last month. And that doesn't include like the just brand new information that came out what three days ago yeah. that he was you know his foot was moving backwards as, as opposed to forwards um if he doesn't play this year that's going to keep dropping concerned i am concerned i posted on instagram right after that announcement was made about his setback and you know now there's real questions if he's playing all this year and it makes sense given that the pelicans are not good other than Brandon Ingram, who's been doing fine, I think. Nate's on your fantasy team. He is on my fantasy team, and he has been doing well lately. Uh, and? Yeah, my point is is that... No, no, no. Oh, oh, Devontae Graham. How, well. how could I forget Devontae Graham? How could I forget the best player in the history of the NBA? <laughs> That's right. So my point is that I put this post up on Instagram asking people, you know, after this news, the most recent sale before the news for Prism Silver PSA 10 was 2300 and that's been on a steep decline. I was asking people, where do you buy in at? Like, where's the buy the dip? What's the floor? A lot of people said, not buying in or no, thank you. Some people were like $300. Some were like $500 or $1,000. Whatever it is, this thing was like $4,500 or $5,000 at one point. And that is significantly, significantly lower. You know what they say, Aaron? What's the best ability? Availability. I love it. A availability. 
And if you are not available to play, people are not going to invest in your cards. Shout out Byron Buxton, one of the best players in baseball when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. And so people do not invest in him. Um, and Zion's the same way. I mean, how could you spend $300 on a guy if you don't know if he's going to play? Let alone a hundred grand on his NTRPAs. Well, oh, yeah. So just uh, it stinks. I love Sign. Yeah, I love the way he plays. He's so exciting. Dude just needs to get in a pool and swim some laps. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my parents about this. I I try not to cast judgment on certain things when I don't know what people have going on. You know, you know, we don't really know what's going on yeah. with Zion. You know, there could be something that is going on that that contributes to weight problems. You know, it's easy for any of us to sit here and say, oh, just go on a diet or Pelicans watching more, whatever it is. But who knows what happens? You know, everyone's bodies are different. Everyone has their own problems that go on and it's hard to know. But in general, just I really hope he comes back. He's too, too exciting. He's too good of a player. I think when he was at his best, he was a top he's probably a top 15 player in the NBA last year over the full season. Shoot. Yeah, at the at the end there. Yeah, I mean he he had one of the most dominant offensive not shooting wise seasons ever. Like you literally saw like a 6667 six, six, Shaq out there, which is crazy cuz Shaq was like 7172. 66 six and shoes, pretty sure like 65 without. Which is but that's insane. Is that yeah. he was like and and he was unguardable down low he was Unless like bodying like any Giannis. yeah it's like Giannis it, was one of the few guys that could actually guard him it's crazy it's crazy uh before we move on to our debate for the week i want to shout out really quick for anyone that's a formula one fan out there because i would just be remiss to leave this out of the episode i forgot to put it in here is that max Verstappen did win the formula one championship this past sunday now, there's a lot of controversy that went with it that we don't need to delve into or say yes no this that because there are a lot of rules that you know, first-time viewers this season like myself, I will say I watched like 75% of the season probably, so I, I understand it in small capacity. Um, it just seemed like some weird stuff went on, you know, we're stopping getting so close to Hamilton when being 12 seconds behind after a car crash. My point here is that his market did actually get hot, very hot after he won for good reason. I mean, he's one of the youngest Formula One champions ever. Uh, he dominated the entire season. I'd say the entire season he's better than Hamilton, but recently Hamilton had a slight edge, at least in speed. But I had a Sapphire PSA 10 for stopping. Base. Base Sapphire PSA 10. I want to shout out a mistake I made and for people to hopefully learn from it. So my dad's very into Formula One collecting ever since the beginning of the season. He started collecting pretty early on, and he did well, and he bought some sweet colors. Him and I shared a Verstappen in purple that we ended up flipping after the National. But the very first Formula One card I bought myself was a PSA 10 Verstappen for like $1,325 when the card was a pop six. I bought one as a pop six because I knew that these cards were very tough to grade, but I failed to realize because I didn't open any product yet or look at many cards was that the ones that were hard to grade were the color, just like in soccer. Mm. So you're talking like the, the edge chip on the back and nearly every single Formula 1 Sapphire card. I know like Aqua Hamilton of 99 is like a pop 2 or 3 PSA 10. Super tough to grade these cards. And I bought the base PSA 10 for stopping. But I could have bought a gold out of 50 variation, which probably would have graded a 7 or an 8 for like $1,600 at the time I bought the base PSA 10 for 13. And this goes against every single thing I've ever said or believed in and how I buy soccer cards. It's actually the complete opposite of how I buy soccer cards. 
but I did think that this card was gonna be tough to grade. So I'm like, oh, this is a pop six after like four, three months. You know, like man, I'm gonna have a, a pop twenty for stop in PSA ten, and then he's gonna win. I'm gonna sell for more money. Well, he did end up winning. I did sell it, but I sold it for twelve fifty. Buy it now, which was actually like up five hundred fifty dollars from the bomb, which was like seven hundred fifty, because the pop ro- rose to one hundred fifteen within like three months. So I bought one as a pop six. It went to one hundred fifteen to lose like a hundred dollars. A little bit more after fees with the pop like going up by you know more than 10x <laughs> i feel decent about it because it did drop down to 750 is able to get some of that money back and maybe in the future i can grab a more rare one which i did at the national i wish i still had that thing but purple out of 10 which was like it's probably now 20 grand or something Ooh. uh but e- hey. either way i just want to shout out mistakes are made all the time even by I'm not trying to say people like us, but, you know, we have been talking a lot of market for the last three years now. And I know that people like to think that maybe we we know exactly what we're doing, which we know we've experienced a lot. But I just want to point out that mistakes are made. So you should feel okay about making mistakes because I do, too. And we all move on. We all learn and we all get better. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. Also, congrats to Max and congrats to Lewis. Both are amazing drivers and great season. I can't wait for next season because it's going to be very intense. Okay, so now uh, y'all are going to hear a segment from Zach breaking down five different cards to check out with the Champions League coming, I think, in February. The round of 16 starts. Very excited for it. Chelsea drew uh, the, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, I think it's like Lille, uh, L-I-L-L-E from France. They drew him twice in a row, and they had to redraw. I don't know if you saw it, Nate. So they drew the whole round of 16, which is like the bracket play. Uh, mm-hmm. They drew all the matchups. And PSG drew Man United, or Man United drew PSG, whatever it is. So it's Ronaldo versus Messi. And for Atletico Madrid, they drew Bayern Munich. And Bayern Munich is like one of the favorites, I'd say, either the favorite or the second favorite. And then at the very end, there was like a ton of like, whoa, that seemed rigged because they like accidentally drew Villarreal for Man U, which couldn't happen because they played in the same group. And they had to redraw the entire thing. They avoided the entire first draw, they redrew the entire bracket play. And then it was Real Madrid that ended up drawing PSG at the very end. So, like, Real Madrid is supposed to play against, I don't remember who. And then they drew PSG. And now there's just, like, a riot coming out of Madrid. Because now for the first round, they have to play against Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. And they were not supposed to in the first draw. (laughs) So, there's just a lot of rage coming in a lot of different directions. But we're going to let Zach talk about the cards to target. And we'll see you guys after that segment. What is up, everybody? It's Zach from Matt Premier Soccer Investing bringing you the top five cards to look out for in uh, the Champions League round of 16. Let's get into it. First, the round of 16 draw. So, RB Salzburg will be playing Bayern Munich. Benfica versus Ajax. Atletico versus Manchester. Inter versus Liverpool. Sporting versus City. Chelsea versus Lille. Villarreal versus Juventus. And PSG versus Real Madrid in the headliner of the round. Notice two big teams are missing from this draw. Barcelona, that means a lot of big car guys are not going to be in the Champions League, which means their prices will probably stagnate, like Holland, Reyna, Pedri, Fati, to name a few. So that creates opportunity for guys like Kylian Mbappe, this 2017 Topps Chrome Champions League PSA 10s. Mbappe will be one of the guys who I think will have a lot of the big investing type prospecting type juice 
on him because he won't have to share the spotlight with his main peer in Holland and then more of his second-tier peers and guys like Bellingham, Fatih, Pedri, guys like that. So I think that's going to mean a lot of action flows in Bappe's way. PSG are the favorites, even though they are playing a, a tough Real Madrid team who's been playing very well under Ancelotti. I think if Mbappe comes out of this tie, this card will be gaining a lot of value. And there's a lot of room to grow with this card because right now it's doing around $530, $540 for a PSA 10. This card was at one point at its peak, $1,000, over $1,000. So there's definitely a lot of room to grow here. If you believe in PSG being able to beat Madrid and make a run deep into this Champions League knockout stage, now is a great time to be buying Mbappe. There's a lot of room to grow if they have that success. If they crash out against Real Madrid, I expect to see a further drop. So it's a risk. It's a gamble on if he's going to be successful or not. Moving on to another player who who is dependent somewhat on the results in this Champions League to see a rise in value in is Leo, Lionel Messi. So he's had... A bit of a tough season with PSG so far. The numbers aren't at Messi's normal godlike levels. He did, however, recently win the Ballon d'Or for the previous season. He's His form is seemingly ticking up as of late. And as we enter into the second half of the season, I think I think he's really going to start to play better. He'll be more focused, more locked in. Champions League knockouts with a shot to win the whole thing. And again, this is a card... That definitely has room to grow. Is uh 26 2006 Panini World Cup, uh Germany PSA nine, around nine hundred dollars right now. This is a card that was at one point well over a thousand dollars at the high, height of uh the market around a year ago. And Messi obviously is a go. You're buying Messi. It's generally not as a quick flip. However, if you buy Messi now and you have the narrative of him going to Real Madrid, say he scores a big goal or two in the Bernabeu, that's, that sets the world alight. Messi back in Spain scoring goals against his heated rival Real Madrid to send PSG to the quarterfinals. That will lead to a short-term bump in his cards. And if you believe in the greatness of Messi, his ability to do that, again, there could be some room for buying Venetius. This PSG Real Madrid is the the matchup of the round of 16. That's undebatable. I think a lot of the card market action will stem from what happens in this matchup. And the guy who would be probably most set to benefit in card value rise should Real Madrid go through and his performances are there is Vinicius Jr. So this is 2018 Panini Donner's Optic uh, PSA 10. This is a card that's been all over the map. It's seen huge gains in value and huge drops in value as Vinicius is a very erratic player. He'll go on runs where he scores big goals and big moments, and then he'll be very quiet for a long stretch. This is about a hundred dollar card right now. This card was worth double that. Not too long ago, a couple months ago in September, this was a $200 card. This card moves up and down in value. And this is more of like a bulk type of play, but you buy a lot of Vinicius he scores a goal or two on the counter against PSG, who have been very vulnerable to that this season because they have such a heavy imbalance of attackers. They're very vulnerable to be hit on the counter, and that's what Vinicius' specialty is. You'll see a gain in value. So 
And if it comes in the first leg, you sell before the second leg. Comes the second leg, gets them through, then you rise there. It's this is definitely more of a gamble because I would still say, even though Madrid have been in great form and PSG, it's been up and down for them in the Champions League. I still think they're the favorites. I think Messi is another gear or two he can get to. Same with Mbappe. Same with Neymar. And I think they're just a team that will get better as the games get more meaningful, and that's what's going to be happening in the knockout stages. So. Vinicius, another guy to be watching out for in this Champions League round of 16 round. And the next guy to highlight is a bit more of a young, wanted to get one of the more younger guys in here, a 2020 Topps Chrome UCL Musiala Sapphire PSA 10. So Musiala's had a pretty good season for Bayern, a couple goals, a couple assists. He's been playing a decent amount. However, his role in the team is set to heavily increase because Joshua Kimmich is out till sometime in 2022, stemming from lung issues he got from contracting COVID-19, unfortunately. But this is a card that was a $300 card right now, his Musiala Sapphire PSA 10. This card was at one point over $500. So there's a lot of value to be realized there. Bayern do have a very winnable matchup against RB Salzburg and should be the favorites. And it should be a very open gameplay because Salzburg is a team that really likes to attack and get numbers forward. And they could, well, that works in Austria. It'll be a lot tougher to do against Bayern. That means there should be a lot of openings for the Bayern attackers. And that includes Jamal Musiala. So I think he's going to have a big, uh, big round this, this round of 16. And I think, his car prices are going to go up because I think he will have a goal or two across across the two legs against RB Salzburg. He's one to watch for sure. And then lastly, have to do the Messi-Ronaldo comparison here. Both left their clubs in the summer. Both are in the round of 16. You have United in a tough one against Atletico Madrid. However, similar to Messi playing Real Madrid, Ronaldo faces one of his main rivals and teams he's had a ton of success against in Atletico Madrid who can forget the hat trick he scored for Juventus to knock Simeone and Atletico out so it's 2006 Panini World Cup Germany PSA 9 same as Messi uh the Ronaldo card again it's similar to Messi in value about actually a bit less right now around 700 bucks this again was a card that was also worth over a thousand dollars at one point so a lot of room to grow here. Ronaldo has been putting in the numbers goals-wise for United this season, but the results as a team haven't been great. There's been questions about Ronaldo's tactical fit within the team. However, it's the Champions League. It's what's known as Cristiano's competition. I think he's going to play very well. It's against a very familiar opponent for him in Atletico and a team he does seem to, to relish playing against. And I think he's going to have – another classic watershed Cristiano Ronaldo in the Champions League moment. And if he does, that should lead to increasing his cards. Because, yes, he's had them in the group stage already this season, but it's a group stage. The eyes and the attention and the action isn't there, but it will be for the knockout stage, especially when you have Manchester United playing Atletico Madrid. That's a marquee matchup. And I think the market will reflect that, assuming Ronaldo's performances are there. That's going to do it for this. Top five cards to look out for in the Champions League round of 16. Thanks for watching. Peace. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed Zach's little segment there. Uh, We promised you a debate, but due to time constraints, we are going to push that to next week. 
it is going to be a debate between Fernando Tatis, Justin Herbert, and Lamella Ball. <laughs> Lamella Ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you're probably wondering why. The answer is they're all 23 and under. They all play in, I'd say, unromantic uh, cities or, you know, not not unromantic cities. But, like, the Chargers, the Padres, and the Hornets are not exactly the most storied franchises in the world, right? But they're all good teams because of these singular players that are on their teams. Um, and so we are going to look into that probably with Slab Stocks Vincent if he's, uh, if he's available. We're going to look into that next week and see if we can decide – um, I know who I'm choosing, but I want to see who he chooses. I want to see who you guys choose if you had to decide between one of those guys um, to invest in this offseason and the card to invest in. So look forward to that next and, week. And you're breaking down similar valued cards, but different similar grades. Valued cards, yes. And similar types of cards, refractors and silver. Similar type of card and also similar prices. Awesome. Uh, to close out this week's episode, we're going to do a community highlight. And this week's highlight is going to be on Starstock because they pulled the Panini one and one, one of one of Luka Doncic from the Timeless Moments set. Now, I'll blow this card up on the screen for you all right now so you can see it if this is too small. But they pulled this monster card because the Timeless Moments set is one of the biggest out of the new, uh, well, the second year set of one and one. And for Luka, they had him sign a lot of cards in a gold ink on the tan floor. And you can't really see the autograph. You can see it from a zoomed out perspective. It looks a little like a ghost auto. But, Nate, how much does that affect your desire to own a card like this? I'm not going to lie. When you pop that up, I couldn't see it. It just <laughs> looked like not- it was a picture of him shooting. Yeah, there's nothing against Starstock, nothing against the, the 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 set, the grade, the anything. Just want to, I mean, there's no grade, but just want to point out that that for these cards, and there are other cards of different players. I'll put those on the screen too of gold ink autographs that kind of bled into the cards this year. There's also silver autographs, which I'd probably want more. But in general, this card is pretty sick. Do you remember this moment? Not off the top of my head. Lucas, I probably should. I'm assuming that's a game-winning three. Yes, that's a buzzer beer three step back against the Clippers. That was in the bubble. Mm. That was nasty, but yeah, it was in the bubble. Yeah, it was. It was. Either way, I just want to point that out because uh, amazing pull. I know this card's going to sell for an insane amount regardless about the autograph. And uh, we love seeing some cool pulls. Uh, we love pulling cool cards. We love highlighting cool cards that are pulled. And uh, this is one of them from this week. Uh, courtesy of Starstock. Nice pull to those gentlemen and whoever received the card. Uh, because that is insane. Looks like it's Doc, Doc Jim. Jim's cards. Doc Jim's cards might have gotten that one. Doc Jim's has got some nice Doc cards. Doc Jim's has some nice cards. <laughs> Burrow, this isn't a rookie. It doesn't really matter though. Gold Kabuma at 10 PSA 10. Uh, shout out to Fields. Doc Jim's. What do you say? What, what is that? Is that certified Fields logo? That, yep, that's the logo shield of uh, Fields. Okay, <laughs> Midnight RPA of Joe Burrow. <laughs> You know, so it looks I like that this week's community spotlight is going to both Starstock and Doc Jim's cards. Oops, don't need highlights followers, but Doc Jim's cards and Starstock with the community spotlight of the week. Shout out Doc Jim. He will never probably watch this, so we won't know that he got shouted out, but shout out Doc Jim. Maybe he does. If anyone knows Doc Jim, send this to him and show him. Uh, Nate, that's it for this week's episode. Good episode, cool. I think. Uh, lots of different topics covered. Any uh, any remaining thoughts? Um. Mizzou stinks. 
got just shot out of the gym, uh, Allen Fieldhouse, this past Saturday. So love to see that. Um, the Bucks got walloped by Jason Tatum last night, so that's unfortunate. And uh, the Cardinals lost, so the Packers number, number one, one seed, seed right NFL, now, or in the NFC. Also, Tatum going off. He was our debate last week. Shout out to anyone that might have picked up some Tams off of our debate. He is playing very well right now. He's one of the best players actually in December for sure. He's averaging well over 30, and he's shooting like 50% from three. He had a iffy game against the Suns, but also the Celtics just got demolished because they were terrible that game. So makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, that's everything we have for this week. Yeah, Nate. One last complaint. Not that anybody cares, but I care. Cade uh, Cunningham had one and a half points taken away from him uh, on the week last week for my fantasy, fantasy team. Which meant I went from scoring the most points to scoring the second most points because I was a quarter of a point ahead of the person that scored the second most, and then I ended up a point and a quarter behind. Ha, that's funny. So I could have led the league in points two weeks in a row. That's funny. Well, you didn't because you stink. Uh, <laughs> December 19th, everyone, please join the WhatNot stream for charity. We're trying to send as many kids to camp as possible. We'll have some amazing cards available for sale. Check out the video from uh, that was posted on Monday of the show in Tampa to see what is going to be available. And also next week, I'll be absent from any of the market talk, uh, any of the breakdowns, the debates that Nate's going to do. We're going to get Slab Sucks Vincent on the video for next week. Uh, I have to go in and uh, have some surgery done on Monday, but I should be back on some live streams, hopefully towards the end of the week, early next week, or the week after that. But you will see me in the episode next week revealing a 40-card submission from SGC. There's some super sick cards in there. I'm excited to see what comes out. So please tune in next week for that. I will be in the episode, just not on the debate with Nate. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another weekly slab. This is episode two time on Junk Wax Era and PSA reopening and everything else. And we'll see you all next week.